All right, Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. So you're keen on music? Yes! Welcome to episode 188 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the new and improved Kiss FAQ message board. Finally got off my ass and updated the damn software on that thing. So if you're wondering where the FAQ went, um, there's a link in the old message board folder that tells you where to go. Literally, figuratively, whichever way you want to take that. tells you right where to go. It's the same board, same content, same repeat band people come back and come back and come back. And they're all there. All your content's there. All your passwords still work. So uh, coming over and complain about how it looks different. There's nothing I can do with what it took <laughs> to get that freaking thing upgraded. I don't want to hear about it. Just get used to it. Uh, end of that. So um, obviously we've got uh, different phases. Uh, a returning member of our podcast, of course. It's not the first time he's been on this show. A founding member of the Kiss My Wax and Kiss My Collectibles podcasts. Um a all together really nice guy as well. So Andrew, oh, good you, to see you're, you again. You're, you're you're too sweet, and uh, I I I'm gonna hire you to do all of my promo from now on because that was uh, that was a great uh, that was a great way to segue everything into it. So uh, good to be here. Hey, now that I, I've met you in person, I know that you're a decent human being in person and online. So there's often a big differentiation between the two with Andrew. Yeah, you know, what you see is what you get. <laughs> Just like and our, I don't I don't smell either, and and you can vouch for that. That's a bonus. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a difference. Um, the other regular faces, of course, St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie, and everything I just said about Andrew also applies to Lonnie, who's wow. a, a wonderful human being as well. So let's get this he is, circle he is, and I, out of the way. Too. And I don't smell wait, either. No. Wait, hold on. So you do you actually know what my username is on the FAQ, Julian? Because sometimes I think we're chatting back and forth. I don't think you know which one is actually me. The live catman. That's yeah. me. Okay, good. I was just making sure because sometimes <laughs> I just I, I I'm like Does glad he know? I glad I got that right because I've uh, <laughs> I've been, I've, I don't know. Are you goddess of thunder by chance? No, <laughs> no, but she's she's fantastic. She's fantastic. No, the real the real one is fantastic. The real guys of the yeah, the, Lee is the, Lee is fantastic. The fake one, not so much. But there you go. If you've made yeah. it far enough in life to become a fake alias on a message board, then uh, more power to you. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I, I get stuck with Tulian, so, you know, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty pathetic. All right, so uh, no one bought any shit this week, uh, at least Lonnie and I haven't. Andrew, anything added into your collection? Uh, not this week, but it's uh, some a couple things are coming. Mm. So nothing yet. Okay, well, we'll have you back on, hopefully, and we'll talk about it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone got a gift recently, and that was uh, the leakage of a new, for some, video. It has reached the plebs, the masses. And those who uh, are, have not done the secret handshake and gone through the 32nd level of Kistory uh, membership. And that is, of course, the static camera version of which night is it, Andrew? It is the first night at Cobo Hall. So January the 25th, 1976. January 25th, 1976, where yeah. Paul knocks over the microphone. 
Yep. So it's black and white. It was shot from what the soundboard in the back of the hall, or just the, I, I'm the not. Back I'm of the not hall? sure because I've I've been to Cobo Hall. I I saw a kid show here at Cobo, at Cobo Hall, and I think he might be on like the first upper level. I think that's where he might be, just judging by the kind of shots he gets of the uh, of Kiss coming out on the actual screen, walking to the stage, which is super cool to see, by the way. Uh, I, and I think he just might be on the upper tier because just look at the back of Kiss log, you can kind of tell where he is because the back of Kiss live is Cobo Hall. So that's really neat to see. I mean, again, it's black and white. We already have the show pro shot in color, but then you don't get the ambiance of the, uh, yeah. you know, the audience. It had a little bit of backstage footage at the beginning yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Again, very cool. I might try and do a little bit of a matrix on that with some of the songs just to get that audience really coming through on yeah. some of the tracks that you kind of miss that on the uh, on the pro shot. Yeah. So, you know, it's still very cool. People are, people are like, well, so what? We've got the pro shot. Well, no, you get to see a little bit more of the venue, and it's a complete, completely different dynamic. So that's as collectors, that's what we're interested in. If someone showed up with 8mm from that show, we'd be equally interested in that. Yeah, yeah. And, and what some people don't realize, too, and I actually said this on the FAQ board, is that um, this sh- part of the show was actually used in the Ultimate Albums Kiss Alive documentary that VH1 did back in 2003. So go back and watch that and you'll see the footage there. Which I totally didn't notice. I didn't even have this. I didn't um, notice that either. And I think I watched about two minutes of it and they got bored and I'm like, okay, I'm going back to the pro shop. But there you go. You know, it, it, it's out there. So that's uh, kind of yeah. neat for everyone. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's go to Across the Pond and uh, offend all our allies. Oh, sorry. I mean, well, let's talk about all the. Uh, you know, shows that are going on in the moment in Portugal and Spain, or Spain and Portugal, to be uh, more specific. Any surprises there for you, Andrew? No, I mean, some of the order of the set list was a little bit surprising for me, but uh, it's basically Kiss Paint by Numbers. I didn't expect anything to be, you know, super out of the box. I mean, they were playing mostly festivals, so they're catering to the casual fans, which is great. And, you know, if a band can cater to casual fans 40-plus years after their career and still play in front of large audiences more power to them you know i'm not going to beat a dead horse and talk about the song selection or paul's voice or anything like that Uh, you know our favorite band is still out there if you want to go cool if you don't want to go don't go yep still alive and kicking lonnie what was your take on stage costumes the set whatever you want to talk about nothing really surprising i mean i didn't expect them to do anything drastically different just for these few shows that they're doing in in 2018 before the rumored tour of next year kicks off i mean yeah Pretty standard set list from what they were doing last year. Um, very similar. I mean, very similar stage setup. Same costumes, same everything. Why? Why mix things up for for these shows for festivals um, when the formula that they're having is working for the casual fan? Just stick with that, and then next year come out with something different and have a reason for people to go see you next year as opposed to just these one-off festivals this year. And with Andrew, the 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 order of the set list kind of surprised me with like War Machine being like third in the set list the other night was um, different, but it's the same, you know, songs out of the, it's all the same songs out of the hat that you were expecting them to play. I did like them closing with Black Diamond, at least one of the nights they closed with Black Diamond. I thought that was cool. First mm-hmm. night, I like that. That was uh, kind of neat to see them doing that, having Cold Jim yeah. back in there and keeping Say Yen, yeah Flaming Youth, I thought was fantastic. So there are yeah. a couple of deeper cuts for fans who maybe have not seen them. And for, you know, what was it? You know, first night was a festival in Spain. Uh, I think it was near Barcelona. And, you know, Scorpions, Megadeth, uh, Striper on the bill. I think Phil Campbell's uh, Bastard Sons as well. So, you know, they put in a good long set. I was surprised by how yeah. long that first night set was. I was impressed that they were willing to do that much. I was um, kind of stunned 
to see I Was Made for Love You done third. I mean, that's way yeah. earlier in the mm-hmm. set. So, you know, a couple of things that keep it interesting and fresh for someone who's not there, who hasn't, you know, traveled to see them. You know, it was still interesting from that point of view. I was very interested by the dynamics of how the band are obviously working about around some of the challenges that are facing them. Uh, Eric's vocals, much more in front, singing in parallel with Paul. Um, more of Tommy on the backgrounds. Gene also, well, Gene doing what Gene does, tries to sing Paul songs along with him. Um, you know, but Paul, I, I just loved watching him on the video. There was one very, very good video when he flew out to a mini stage and the guy was like right under him looking up at the camera. I loved that. I thought it was awesome, especially when he knocked the mic over and <laughs> there was a mad scramble for one of the minions to get up there and uh, get it all set for him. So Paul, Stan- Paul Stanley trying to play a guitar, sing, and hold a mic at the same time. Completely wild. I thought it was uh, very neat. So, you know, what is it? it? It is what it is for a summer tour, kind of a package deal. I was not expecting anything on the stage. I haven't noticed that kind of um, look-back video, the, the the memory video that they kind of put on uh, the historic footage, lots of Eric Carr, um, Peter and Ace, of course, original footage that was playing in the background of one of the songs on the big screen. So, you know, again, nice little thing that I haven't noticed other times. Maybe I'm not paying attention. So, enough. No, because it's actually been there since Do You Love Me on the Farewell Tour. That's where it made its debut. Yeah, it's the same footage. Is that the exact same footage? So, yeah, yeah, basically the same footage. I mean, the early dates of the Kiss Farewell Tour, they were playing that retrospective video before Kiss came on stage. Then they dropped the retrospective video. They changed the intro to them actually descending during Detroit Rock City. And then during Do You Love Me, there was an amended retrospective video playing during Do You Love Me. That shows how much I pay attention in concert. So I'm obviously uh, geeking well, out. Well, you, you must have. You must have because all this information does come from the Kiss on Tour book, 1973-2017. Get your copy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, Andrew's on the payroll and I didn't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> nicely done, which uh, reminds us before we move on into today's topic. You know, let's give Ross Radley a shout out. He has gone live with his Magic Kiss Chronicles book. Obviously, thank you, Ross, for joining us last week on the show. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting to dig into a lot of those topics. There's been a great response to that. So thank you to everyone who's watched it and uh, all the positive feedback that you know we've had as a podcast for having Ross on. Hopefully he'll get on some other shows and continue his push yeah. to make uh, yeah. Magic become reality. Because it's you know he's about halfway there, so there's uh, quite a long way to go. And uh, if if you're on the fence, get off the fence. Especially you see the thing he shared, the photo he shared today, uh, honoring Eric Carr's birthday, with the Peter Chris marionette doll, which was yeah, very cool. Very cool. I have not seen that before, so I've just, never seen it either. Just think of all the pictures that are going to be in that book. All right, let's get into today's topic, and it is all about you, Andrew. You have been working <laughs> on something or are going to be working on something very interesting very cool um well, let us know what it is tell us about it well I, i'm actually currently still working on it so um i'll give you just the ninety thousand foot view and then we can we can talk about it a little more in detail but i'm um, working on a special release it's called the greatest show on earth and it's going to be basically a home version of a cinema-like experience a cinema-like experience that you would have seen kiss in 1977 Uh, I'm a huge Led Zeppelin fan, and I love The Song Remains the Same. And every time I watch it, I go, why isn't there a a Kiss movie like this? So for many, many years, I watched The Song Remains the Same, and I said the very, very same thing. And about a year ago, I kind of looked in the collection, and I looked at what was officially available. And I was like, well, there's enough officially available footage from the Love Gun tour. 
to sync that up to Kiss Alive 2 and kind of give you know, a new package to some old releases. So basically what I'm doing is I'm taking the Houston 77 shows, the Largo 77 show, syncing that painstakingly, might I add, syncing that to Kiss Alive 2. Uh, there'll be 10 songs on that. And um, uh, peppering in some personal footage of mine and some interview footage that's been available across the long-form videos and making it into a package. And the package is called The, the Greatest Show on Earth. So I know most people are probably saying, well, he can't release a boot. Like, he can't, he can't do this. So what I'm doing is if I'm basically calling it a fan edit. And um, fan edits are hugely popular. Uh, for a lot of Star Wars fans out there, they know that uh, someone released something called the Phantom Edit, which basically took a lot of the distracting things out of the Phantom Menace and called it the Phantom Edit. And it's actually quite enjoyable. So with a, a fan been, edit... would have been quite short as well, then. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it, it, yeah, yeah, it, it was, well, okay, yeah. It, it's what they had to work with, okay? So, basically, uh, fan edits, it's kind of a gray area. They they aren't really legal. They aren't really illegal. So, I, I'm going to get on the soapbox here a little bit and, and get this right out of the way. If all of us KISS fans want to enjoy this greatest show on Earth project, not only do I have to own all the officially released footage, but... If you would like to enjoy it, too, you need to own all the officially released footage as well, too. Uh, we're not distributing bootlegs. We're not selling any content. All we're doing is we're taking content that I own and you own, and we're putting it in a different package. So uh, I, I'm giving Julian a photo here. I haven't given it to him yet just because I was working on it uh, uh, late last night of all the sources that I've used. And, and as I mentioned before, all this footage has been available for years across the entire KISS video library. So all I'm doing is I'm taking that and, 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 and editing it, it down in, into something cool. So, um, but you're probably saying, you're like, okay, it sounds kind of cool. I, I want to see it. Well, you guys are in luck. Um, I did send Julian a clip, but because I learned self-promotion from Gene Simmons, what I want you guys to do is after you watch this, I want you to go to facebook.com slash greatest show on earth fan film and the clip will be there for you to see. It is watermark for Kiss FAQ because this is the first place that I'm actually coming in talking about it. So uh, I wanted to give props to not only the board, to Julian and and the show too. So uh, log on there onto Facebook, Kiss FAQ. Log on to well, go to Kiss FAQ to watch the show, and then go to Facebook.com Greatest Show on Earth Fan Film to see the very first clip of 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 this project. And uh, I'm, I'm super, super jazzed about it. I mean, if I look a little bit tired, it's because I've literally been up for the last week just working around the clock uh, to do this and, and get everything looking, looking cool and, and, and looking good. So I, I'm super jazzed about it. Lonnie. It's exciting. What, <laughs> what inspired you to undertake this, Andrew? I know you said you, you love the song Remains the Same by Led Zeppelin, but... Uh -huh. You know, you'll, you'll want something and sometimes you say, uh, you know what, it just doesn't exist. So so you have the footage. Why why put yourself through this torture to do this? And, and it is torture because I'm painstakingly syncing up all of the concerts to Kiss Alive 2. Now, as you know, Kiss was a very erratic live band back in the day. The, the songs were fast or slow based on who was on water, who was hopped up or who was on <laughs> downers. So not only am I syncing up the footage, but I'm also speeding up some sections and slowing down some sections. So you're really getting an experience as to what you're, you're listening is the same thing as you're seeing. So a couple things inspired me to do this. Um, there is a private 
recording, bootleg, whatever you want to call it, of uh, album that was supposed to be Kiss Alive 2, which was recorded in Japan in 77. And there's also the Tokyo 77 shows. So another fan out there who was just like me synced the Lost Alive 2, which is what it was dubbed, to this Tokyo concert to kind of give that an experience. And they called it the Lost Alive 2 movie. So I watched that and I go, well, hey, if this guy did it, I could probably do this. So <clears throat> I, I went home to New York uh, late last year and kind of on the drive home, I wasn't listening to any music. And I was kind of just I, I was thinking about the Alive 2 movie I just watched, the Lost Alive 2 movie I just watched. And I was thinking about, you know, all these things that I said I, I can or, or would do. And I'm like, you know what, I, I'm just going to do it. So I opened up my WordPad and I just started, um, you know, uh, dictating to the notepad because I was driving at the time. So I was just dictating to the notepad, just dictating my ideas and just saying what I was going to do. And uh, I probably gave up on it about 17 times before I actually sat down to try and do it because I was like, well, these shows, they look different. The costumes are, are, are slightly different. But, uh, you know, that, that really doesn't matter. Um, the clip that you're that you're about to see that I hope you've already watched. Actually, I hope you wait until the end of the show to go and watch the clip. But if you've already watched the clip, this is pre-color correction. So basically what that means is I haven't matched the concerts to kind of look as similar as they can to each other. So if you, I mean, I know you've watched the Houston videos. The Houston concert just looks different than the Largo concert. The Largo concert has a lot of more production value in it because it was shot for, for Dick Clark's Golden Greats. So I'm going to try to make them match as best as I can so it looks like a seamless concert that, that you're watching. And you're, I'm really, really big on you know the experience about it. And, and I, I don't want you, if no one told you that this is what I did, I want you not to know. I want fans to to really enjoy this, to kind of get lost and maybe think that this is something that could have came out in 1977 or 1978. Which, if you go and think about it, Kiss was the greatest visual band of all, uh, almost of all time. And and what did we get out of that era? We got this. So why did I bring this? This was the this wonderful. was what made me. Well, this is wonderful, but this is what made me a Kiss fan. My mother purchased this for me at Kmart in 1988, which is when it came out. So this is what made me a Kiss fan. So uh, The Greatest Show on Earth is kind of a love letter to Kiss in 1977. This is the Kiss that made me a fan. When anyone, someone's, when any, let me try that again. When anyone mentions Kiss, Kiss 1977 is the first thing I think of. So what better era to do than, than this? So, uh, so yeah, in, in short, that, that Lost Kiss Alive 2 movie inspired me to do that. And the Led Zeppelin song remains the same, kind of inspired me to, uh, to go in and do this. I'm curious about some of the challenges that you've got in putting this together. You know, I know you've done multicam editing before, which is a whole different ballpark uh, to a certain extent because you have a, a linear, continuous show from different angles that you can then select. How, how do you kind of approach what you're doing now um, with kind of the skills that you've learned doing other projects? Well, first of all, if editing a multicam show is way easier than what I'm doing because I can cherry pick what I want. Uh, I edited a multicam concert last year and I had both cameras on at the same time and I just picked, I you know, I was using um, Final Cut at the time, which is a, a professional video editing program for Mac. And I was able just to kind of click as to which angle I wanted, and then I would go back and review it because then I could change it right on the fly then. What the challenge is now is there's two challenges. Number one, the, 
the visual content has to sync up to the audio content. So right off the bat, if they're singing or if they're singing you know, different yes or forgetting words or mixing up words, that's I have to immediately uh, disregard that. So not only do I have to make sure the audio syncs up, I have to make sure that that the, the, the what the performance they're giving visually is the same performance they're giving uh, in the audio. So first you have to make sure that, that that matches up. And then once you get that matching up too, you kind of don't want a lot of erratic angle changes. And you don't want you know, a, a picture of Paul running on one side of the stage and then all of a sudden he's magically at the microphone. So you kind of want to make sure that you're, you're, still telling the, you're still telling the story of, of a live show, that it's actually believable. So, uh, so for example, um, I know what I was reviewing last night. I was reviewing the, the song Love Gun. And um, there's some parts where... Um, Paul is doing some different variations of the, la- the last chorus. Uh, you know, as he's going up on the riser, and uh, he's he's doing some different vocal things. So when he's doing these different vocal things, I know right off the bat, no matter how great this shot looks from Largo, I can't use it because he's not singing it the same way that he did on a live two. So you kind of have to go back and look, what footage can I use that is either him singing it the way it is, or is there a shot of another band member? that I can kind of throw in there to make it sync up too. Because uh, again, you know, if I'm taking a piece of a song from later in the song, I still want to look like that, that band member is still playing the song. So what I mean by that is, um, if you're hearing the, the, the famous triple pattern, you're like, da, 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 and there's a shot on Peter, Peter's going to be doing that. He's not going to be sitting there playing a beat. So it's, it's difficult because, uh, you know, sometimes I may not have the footage because I may not have, you know what's there, so I have to kind of say, well, what are, are their instruments obstructed? Are their mouths obstructed? Can I get away with using this? Because I've had to do that, you know, one or two times. So, um, so the, the process is is maybe I go about the process wrong, but what worked what worked for me since the very beginning when I started doing this is uh, I start with the Largo show because that's the best looking show, and that's the show that I wanted. I, I wish every show looked like that. So I start with the Largo show and I match as much of the Largo show as I can. And then there'll be like places where, okay, where the voice matches, so I have to cut it there and then I come back in on the next angle to, to, to the next piece. So then, so then what I try to do is I just start reviewing the other shows and I try to drop in the pieces that I need. Sometimes the drop-ins work perfectly. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I have to start before the initial cut to sync up the camera changes. So what I mean by that is if there's a shot of Gene and Gene is rocking on the bass, but I need a shot of Paul singing and my only available shots are a shot of Peter and a shot of Paul, I may have to get rid of that Gene shot to make it one continuous in sequence shot. So and and you'll 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 start to see that in there because there have been shots where, you know, Gene just looks so evil and so animated and God of Thunder, and I had to lose it because I, I had maybe like a three-second gap of a shot I needed, and I couldn't use a three-second shot because, uh, you know, you get sick as the camera is changing so much. So I hope for people that aren't like a, an, an editor like me, I hope I'm explaining it in a way that they could kind of understand, uh, you know, kind of what I did and why I did what I did. But uh, as you watch the show, you'll if you have – if you watch these shows enough, you may – be able to see where what came from which. So I hope I didn't, you know, hope I didn't lose anybody with all that that technical mumbo jumbo. But I try to explain it in as layman terms as I much possibly could. <laughs> 
Still love it loud? So do we. Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville on Saturday, August 25th. Over 25 rock podcasts from all over North America. Recording on-site. Vinyl and memorabilia dealers selling the best in rock merchandise. And awesome rock musicians and personalities participating in signing sessions and on-stage panel discussions throughout the day. Special guests include current and former members of Korn, Kiss, Angel, Winger, Loudness, Except, Bang Tango, Kick Tracy, as well as producers that have worked with Slayer, Ozzy, Alice Cooper, Seven Dust, and many more. More guests being added weekly. Don't miss your chance to be part of an awesome celebration of all things rock. Rock and Pod takes place at the legendary Nashville Palace, August 25th, 2018. More details available at rockandpod.com. That's R-O-C-K-N-P-O-D.com. The Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Brought to you by Blind Tiger Record Club. School of Rock Nashville and School of Rock Franklin, a DBG Productions event. So, um, are you going to keep this four to three? Are you going to upscale sixteen nine? How are you handling handling the resolution? Um, I take it going off original video sources, officially released stuff. You're going to be yeah. absolutely yeah. shit canned into standard. Uh, yes. Res. Yeah, so first of all, I'm not doing any HD upscaling because I think that's the silliest thing. If it started out one way and you're going to try to make it better, it's just going to it's going to look bad. And just remember that these shows don't look amazing as is just because it's everything is standard definition in 480p. So, um, as it stands right now, I'm keeping it in 4:3 in standard definition just because some of the shots work matted in widescreen and some of the shots don't. And just remember, when I, I, I transfer this to widescreen, I'm basically zooming in on a part of the picture. So it's going to pixelate it because it's not a high-definition source. So as it stands right now, the, um, the show will be anamorphic. So what that means is that if you watch it on a widescreen TV, the picture's not going to stretch the full screen. The picture will still say in its original aspect ratio, and you'll be able to enjoy it on your widescreen TV. So it will be anamorphic because I think my, my film company's logo is widescreen, so that'll be in the full screen. And there is a little bit of a clip at the end of the at the end of the feature, which I'll talk about a little bit later, that is also widescreen. But the main feature and the, everything is basically gonna be four three. Um, just because I, I want it to look as good as it can and once you start upscaling stuff and messing with stuff, it, it, it really it, it really takes away from it, my opinion. My opinion. So you mentioned you're doing 10 songs, is that correct? 10 songs, yes. So obviously you're going to take out Tomorrow and Tonight and Hard Luck Woman. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no yeah. footage, obviously. What other songs are, are you are uh, well, not going to be on there? Well, I, I don't want to say all the 10 songs just yet. Okay. Um, there are 10 songs. I mean, if, if you're, if you're, I'll explain why I chose the songs I chose. So, and if I do that, uh, all the smart Kiss fans are going to know exactly what songs I picked. Um, I wanted at least. Well, I wanted three sources of every song that I used to have the most amount of footage. So, unfortunately, King of the Nighttime World is gone because it's only on the Largo show. Uh, Take Me is gone as well, too, because although that appeared on the Lost Alive 2 and did appear on the You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best compilation, it wasn't in Alive 2 proper. So I, I tried to take the best songs from Kiss Alive 2 and that had at least three sources um, in them. So that way I had the most footage to choose from. 
So maybe as it gets closer, I will uh, I'll reveal what songs I actually use. So um, I'll just I'll do a quick little plug here for it. Um, this will be out in October. I'm hoping to actually have it done on the anniversary of Kiss Alive 2. I think it'd be kind of cool to release it the same day. But if by chance I don't meet that deadline, I will have it out on or before Halloween uh, was, this year. I was going to say we're going to hunt you down. <laughs> if you don't yeah, have yeah. it done by then. You know. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be on or before uh, Halloween where, where you'll be able to see it. Now, make sure you go on to the, to the Facebook page and make sure you like the Facebook page because all the updates will be on there. Again, that is facebook.com slash greater show on earth fan film. Now, um, if for some reason YouTube blocks this and I can't put it on YouTube – uh, I will find a way to get it to. I will find a way to get it to some fans, um, uh, as best I can. Now I, I want to do this legally, and as far as I know, I'm not breaking any laws. Now, if I if I get hit with a cease and desist, you know, so be it. I I I, I will obey that. But um, as it stands right now, I I want to share this with people, and it, it's a love letter to Kiss. It's not. I'm not making any money at this. I'm not going to be screening it anywhere. I'm certainly not going to be selling it anywhere. I'm not trying to make money off this. I'm just trying to use my passion for KISS and filmmaking to make uh, an experience that, that people are going to like. So um, with it being released on or before Halloween, um, in sometime in September, the first actual trailer for it will be out. Uh, since it'll be about 70 to 75 minutes in content, I will have an actual trailer out so you can kind of get a better scope and a in a brief scope as to what it is uh, on or around September. Now, uh, I've, I've kind of already re-edited the Kiss Alive 2 TV ad, um, but that really doesn't tell a whole lot about it. It just basically flashes the greatest show on Earth anytime it flashed Kiss Alive 2. It doesn't really tell you a whole lot. So um, The Alive 2 ad, that was the Summit or Fort Worth? Both, actually. Okay. Both. And um, the not only do we have the Summit video, that's on Kissology Volume 1, but um, there was 16-millimeter footage shot at the Summit and at Fort Worth, Texas. So um, that's what was used in the Kiss Alive 2 promo, and that's what was used on those uh, Kiss Alive 2 TV ads. So, so yeah, so I kind of did that, but and, and I was going to put that out, but it, again, it doesn't tell you anything. It, it, it just, it's basically just the greatest show on Earth, and, you know, all right, we know Kiss is the greatest show on Earth, but what does it mean? And um, so the, there will be a proper trailer out uh, in September, at, at some time in September, possibly before then, but the latest will be September, and uh, we will meet the uh, the October deadline. And actually, you know, since I've been thinking about this project for almost a year now, um, when I released the actual teaser image that I put out last week, uh, I, I hadn't really done all that much on it. And me releasing that teaser image was like, okay, I'm going to actually put my ass in gear and and do this. So again, come at me with the pitchforks. Make sure I get this done. But as it stands right now, I've spent literally every day for a couple hours every day uh, working on this and, and making sure it looks cool and everything sounds good and um, it, it gets done for the people to see. So, uh, like I said, follow the Facebook page because um, that's how you'll find all the updates for the movie. Or the I, I don't know if I want to call it a movie or if I want to call it a fan edit. It's kind of both. It's a cinematic experience. <laughs> You'll have to put that out for the people to vote on, to, for them to decide. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 are you, a, what are you going to call this? You can have a poll, Julian. A poll? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can have a poll. So there's kind of um, a, another little layer to this because although 
syncing video footage Kiss Alive 2 and giving this an, another experience sounds cool. And me as a fan, I'd love to see it. I know you guys have mentioned that you guys uh, want to see that as well, too. But I do have something else in store for, for the Kiss fans, too. I wanted to make it uh, personal. And I wanted to give it more layers than just an in-concert video. So, again, I went back to the song remains the same. And I'm watching, you know, John Bonham in a gangster suit shooting up people and paint going everywhere. And you're you're basically what Led Zeppelin says. You're going into the mind of Led Zeppelin. So I'm like, well, how can I relate this to Kiss? I was like, what can I what can I do? And I was thinking I, I watched it like, I don't know, 50 times, just rewinding it, watching it, rewind, just trying to get inspired. Stop watching it. Go on my couch. I'm watching Netflix. And there's a great Netflix show called The Toys That Made Us. Either one of you seen that? All right, because I'm a I'm a toy collector as well too. I love action figures. Clearly, I do. Here's my my Gene Simmons. Um, anyway, so there's a, a great show on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us, and it's all these 1980s toy lines, their history, and how they had an impact on pop culture and the Toys R Us craze. And there's a couple. There's one of my favorite ones is on Star Wars toys, and then there are kids like going nuts opening up Star Wars toys Christmas morning. So I go, oh, well, what if? I found kids opening up Kiss records on Christmas morning, and that's how I start this. Yep. And then I go, wait, I have a better idea. What if I got footage of me singing Kiss songs at four years old to start off this movie? And, and um, as of today's date, I have that footage in my possession. Oh, nice. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I know you were looking for it. Yeah, so I I, I was able to find it. So while you're telling the Kiss, while I'm telling the Kiss story through TV appearances, interviews, and radio spots, there's going to be my own Kiss story kind of weaved into this. Why? Because this part of Kiss is what made me a fan. So I found a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool moments I've had with the band because I've been extremely lucky to be able to get really, really close to my heroes and have it be documented. So there's spots of me talking to Gene. There's, there's, there's so much cool stuff woven within this that, uh, that, that gives it a whole lot of heart. At least I think it gives it a whole lot of heart. And, and it, it basically, um, it, it makes it much more than a concert video because what do you do when you watch concert videos? You probably put them on while you're cleaning and you're like, oh, hey, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, it, it is what it is. But this is a story. This is my history woven into the period of Kiss that I love. And um, it's not only a love letter to 1970s Americana, but it's showing what an impact uh, Kiss has had on my life. So I hope the people that sit down to watch this from beginning to end kind of understand what this all meant to me because – you know, this might be the coolest thing I, I ever do. I've made other films before. I'm going to make more films. I'm going to edit more stuff, which, you know, we'll talk about later. But um, this might be the thing that's closest to, to my heart and the thing that I'm most passionate about. So I hope that translates. And I hope when people see it, they go, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Uh, I, I know there's a there's a fan from out there called Kiss Loves You mm-hmm. that uh, that kind of paints some fans in in not the best of light uh yeah that, but i'm not that, trying to that, that's putting it mildly nor does it yeah. paint the band in a good light correct paint, doesn't paint anyone very well that thing. no no i mean the filmmakers did an incredible job on that and i commend them for doing that and having the the balls to, to do a film like that but i, I don't want to do that I, I don't want it to leave it i don't want to leave this on a sour note 
I, I want you to watch this and 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 feel good about being a Kiss fan. And uh, it, it's been thirty, almost thirty years for me, probably twenty nine, twenty nine, thirty years that that I followed the band and 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 uh, and had this as my main hobby. So I hope that comes through uh, on on the film. What's the one song? on this that you're looking forward to the most either that you have already edited or that you are yet to work on and it's not, it's not a way of me trying to weasel out yet another song title out of you <laughs> for what you're working it, it's, well, it seriously is with, without you going into too much the story of why because okay. obviously you want uh, people to discover that when they view you know your work but uh yeah. you know maybe give them a little bit of understanding of, of where you're coming from uh, okay well with that one all right well first of all all the songs uh have been chosen and the main skeletons of all the songs are done so i don't want anyone to think that oh man how is he going to finish all those songs in time I, I want you to know that the hardest part of it is done and it's just me going in and tinkering and making sure everything is up to snuff so um Oh, basically, like all, all the songs are based on it. But um, okay, uh, God of Thunder is obviously going to be on there, and I, I kind of approach this in, in a different way. Um, all the rest of the songs are synced absolutely perfectly to whatever you're hearing is what you're seeing on screen. But I had to put on a different hat when I was editing God of Thunder uh, for two reasons. Uh, reason number two first was I didn't know if I was going to include the drum solo or not because Peter Chris is very erratic in his playing. So I did the best I could trying to what you're seeing might be what you're hearing. I, I really I tried to give it a, an experience that you're like, OK, that, that could work like that. And, and also show off the, 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 the firework display that Peter had on there, too. But also I kind of thought back to 1977, 1978, I don't know, um, American censorship. They probably wouldn't have shown Gene Simmons vomiting blood, whether it be on TV or in a movie theater in 1977. So I kind of edited the beginning of God of Thunder to kind of pay homage to the bass solo, but you're not going to see him vomiting blood in there. I mean, he'll obviously have blood on his face, but I kind of did it in a certain way where you're like, oh, hey, that is, that's kind of cool, you know, the, the way that is. And I think, Julian, I sent, you a little, I sent you a little clip of that because as I was going over it and color correcting it, I was like, I, I got to show him this. So I know you saw a little clip. It, it wasn't like um, what the clip is that you're going to see on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash greater show North fan film. He, I just shot it off of my I just shot it off of my one of my uh, my editing monitors. Um, so it, it I had to, you know, at the beginning, I was like, it has to match whatever he's saying, playing. It has to match. But um, I edited this in a way that. This might have been how it turned out if it was released to the masses in the 70s. Because remember, Kiss was a dangerous band back then. You know, this guy is vomiting blood and, and spitting fire. And, and, and OK, and, and I'll go into the spitting fire. I, I do. There is a spot in the feature where you will get to experience Gene blowing fire. Obviously, Firehouse is not in the context. It wasn't alive, too. So these songs are from Alive, too. That's cool that you're keeping it true to format because you said you put yourself in a frame of mind that if this would have came out in 1977, not only is the blood drooling not um, included because you're absolutely right. They they wouldn't have shown that on network television right. in that era and keeping it to the four three format also, which is what 1977 would have been as well. And it wouldn't have been widescreen. So I think well, that, I, mean, I think that's really cool. 
in a cinema, it would have been widescreen, but sure. all home, but all home but it, consumption your, was your was home experience. Screen. So it would not. yes, yeah. So this, and, and I said that in the description that this is a a cinematic experience in your home. So I would have loved to have you know try to upscale this or or try to do something or even just you know zoom it, just do a pan and scan it widescreen. But it just some of the shots just didn't work. You know. Uh, you're looking at these giant stage shots and you're just, you're missing, uh, you're missing a lot of the cool things, um, uh, uh, about it. Now, um, there is one part that, that I, I'm unhappy with because there is uh, one song that does have a time code placed on it. And I'm still trying to toy with how I'm going to get rid of that. Uh, I could just crop it in widescreen and be done with it, but, uh, I don't think that's what I'm going to do. Um, so that's, that's my only drawback, um, on there. But uh, but but again, I mean, I, little things like that. I'm hoping that it doesn't deter from the from the experience. I I want you to watch that and be like, oh, cool. And then, you know, it's not just ten songs in a row. The Kiss story is interweaved between those songs, and um, for seventy percent of that, I try to do era specific interviews. There are some dynasty interviews in there, and there is one reunion tour blip in there. But you don't see that. It's just you're hearing stuff because I needed certain beats to tell the story because I, I, I am still telling the story through this. This is more than just a concert video. So I tried to keep it era specific. But, um, you know, you watch some of those other things. I mean, they didn't know what era stuff came from. I mean, I, today I was watching because I've had to rewatch all the Kiss documentaries. Today I was rewatching. I think it was um, when Kiss ruled the world and they're talking about being on the road in 75 and they're showing dynasty footage of them setting up the stage i'm like okay you know you won't see any of that in my film because of my ocd but you know i did have to borrow certain things from certain eras to get across the the story that i wanted to tell so what i'm i'm curious about is uh how the hell do you deal with trying to match up video with mouth movements i i just go nuts try when i consider what chris has done with the eight mil stuff and how the f- hell do you actually do that without going bonkers but he said um, he's, he already said he's ocd so it's gotta be yeah exactly yeah. because because if it's looking <laughs> if it's looking like a nanosecond away from a kung fu movie we drive you nuts yeah yeah and and basically i go frame by frame by frame by frame and I, I move stuff. Oh, maybe I got to move one frame this way or maybe two frames this way. And I basically separated all of the shots. So people think, oh, what, you got like three shots per song? Uh-uh. If you're watching Largo, there's camera move. There's, you know, there's cuts in each song. So all those camera movements are separate. And then there's going to be the ones that I paste in from Houston. So those are all separate. So it, the timeline is, is complete madness, complete and utter madness. Every shot is separate and every shot is matched up as best as I possibly can. I think there's maybe over the entire course of the film and there's I think when I last count there's about 1090 shots in the whole film. I think out of the 1090 shots there is maybe four that don't exactly match up because of how they were singing the song or if Gene fucked the lyric in Dr. Love. That's the only time that it's not going to be matched up. If Peter is playing a certain beat or whatever, you're going to see that. If Gene is singing uh, an oh yeah, you're going to see that. If Ace is playing the solo, you're going to see that. So what helped me, a couple things helped me. Obviously the OCD being one of them. But 
Um, the way I edit is I have a three monitor setup when I edit, and one monitor is my full screen preview. So I'm able to see this giant picture and go frame by frame to make sure everything is exactly where it needs to be. It's, it's madness. It's mayhem. It, once I was able to get all the songs done to like an 80% um, completion rate, I go, oh my god, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe it. I can't believe I got this far and didn't, you know, jump out a window. I can't believe it, but I did. Yeah, I, I usually give it about two and a half minutes when I edit this <laughs> show. And if our voices are out of sync, I usually slide back and forwards three or four times. Unless it sticks, forget it. I don't care. It's like I don't mind if we look like a kung fu movie. It's just one of those tasks that I have never been any good at. I can't imagine what it's like. I guess you keep the audio tracks with each of the individual ones um, so that you have that reference point for what they're starting. You know, is it a, is it a breath? Is it a yeah. word, you know, some some reference point that can help you, you know, which makes it, I guess, somewhat easier than the uh, eight mil stuff, which yeah. you know, is usually not have a part of me usually does not have enough uh, resolution, um, yeah, to to really point them in the right direction. So they're really I mean, when I movements. when I start when I start and uh, when I started a song, I, I have both audio tracks. I have Kiss Alive too. Then I have whatever song. I'm working with and I try to get it as close as I possibly can and then once the the shot is where I need it to be I take the audio out and then I watch it and then maybe I still have to do a, a little bit more adjusting um, at that point but I start with the audio and that that does help a little bit doesn't really help much I mean especially if they're playing songs at a, at a different speed which Christine 16 was played at a much different speed oh well now you know another song you know you know, maybe, maybe maybe what I'll do is is if the if the Facebook page, which it's created right now, it's just it's going live as people are seeing this. If the Facebook page gets up to 500 likes, I'll put the set list out. So come on, I mean it, it's easy. It's not gonna cost you any money, Kiss Army. Just get it up to 500 likes. Tell your friends about it, and it, this is gonna be the place where you get all the updates. Facebook.com/slash Greatest Show on Earth Fan Film. So which official video was the best source? Largo. Largo, easily. So from, and from Kissology, what about stuff from like Exposed? Uh, what was the other bits and pieces video? Uh, well, um, Exposed, I Stole Your Love from Exposed just happened to look better than I Stole Your Love on Kissology Volume 1. So that's where that came from. Um, but even like shots like uh, like Shock Me came from uh, Shock Me came from Kiss My Ass, if you can believe that. Um, and and all those all those videos, um, all those videos uh, that that were released in the nineties are they 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 release like little nuggets of things. And maybe I only got one shot out of a video, or maybe I only got one you know line of interview. But I still went through all those videos and painstakingly went in and was like, okay, what can I get from here? What can I get from there? Um, even I, I even pulled a little bit of stuff off the Second Coming when they gave that little retrospective um, ten minute feature in the beginning. I even pulled a little bit of stuff from there. But um, it, it was it was a large undertaking because at first you're like, well, I have so much footage. Where am I going to start? But I, I didn't care about that at first. I just went with the concerts and I went with Kiss Alive 2 at first. But then after that was done, then I got to look for all of the other things that I could put in there. Is there anything you haven't found yet for this? Well, um, no. The only thing I was looking for was my personal stuff. I mean, there. I mean, everybody knows that I'm a huge bootleg collector. I could have put a lot more stuff in this, but 
because I want to keep it as legal as I can and I want to keep it as a fan edit, I went to those officially released videos. So anybody, if Bill Randolph is listening in on this or if anyone from the Kiss Camp, I just took everything from officially licensed products okay, and put the, it in here. The lawyers are writing, he admitted his guilt. <laughs> So not yeah. only so not only the two Houston shows in Largo, but but stuff off you're you're talking stuff off Exposed, Second Coming, um, yes, yes, all ex, you know any you know all those official videos that were put out. Yes, yes, and just little shots here and there that I could use, like oh, there's a Love Gun shot here, oh, there's this there, oh, there's this, just things that I could use from from other videos. I mean, we, it's difficult with Kiss because they they obviously change costumes every year in the '70s. So I stuck to that Love Gun footage that I could use, and even there's even stuff in there from Attack of the Phantoms, not Kiss meets the Phantoms that was never officially released by the band except for except for this. Ah, uh, yes. But um, uh, you know, Kiss Attack uh, Kiss uh, Attack of the Phantoms is um on Kissology Volume Two. So uh, again, uh, I'll I'll throw the list up again here, or Julian will be kind of throw up the list here. This is the working list of all the sources um, that were used. And and seriously, let's. There's a lot of we can sit here and complain about what songs Kiss is or is not do. We can complain about Paul's voice. We can complain about shipping of a book. We can complain about the FAQ. But let's just forget about let's just forget about all that crap for a minute, and let's all band together and enjoy this because this is a labor of love for me that I want to share with you guys. And if I, and to share with you guys, you got to own the, the official footage. So go out and get the official footage. I know most of you have it. It's available at any music retailer. Uh, so go out there and get it. Let's just, let's, let's make enough noise that the band sees this and the band knows kind of what's going on here. And, uh, and who knows, who knows what could happen? You know, let's, Let's not make this about bootlegs or about hoarding or but let's not make this about that. Let's make it about enjoying a time period that some of us experienced and some of us didn't get to experience. No one on this show got to experience live. Correct. <laughs> no, I'm correct. Ki- but I, yeah, yeah. Continue. Yeah, I was I was going to just ask you about one more thing because you did mention yeah. that one video source had a time code issue on it. And one thing I noticed is when you try and work around a lot of these kind of uh, – video problems like that zooming in the quality on 480 goes down very rapidly so you take you stay away from that as much as you can yes yes so you might see some things that you might not want to see or you might see a black box where you don't want to see it i i want to i want these the sources to be as good as they can and remember i'm limited as to what i have so keep that in the back of your mind that i'm limited as to what I have. So, um, you know, uh, yeah. So that, that was definitely when I was thinking about the project, I immediately thought about matting it in widescreen. And and then I thought about, well, I just won't make it anamorphic. So for those people who don't know what anamorphic is, um, back in the day when there was only four, three TVs, you could throw black bars on the top and the bottom of, any 4.3 video and, and make it widescreen. You would see it in widescreen on there. There wasn't any there wasn't anything to correct. If you do that now and you put that on a widescreen TV, not only will you see your black bars on the top and the bottom, but you're going to see bigger black bars on either side because it's not an anamorphic video. What anamorphic means is that it is in it is formatted for 16:9. So if I were to just slap black bars on the top and the bottom and not zoom in 
on 98% of TVs that are out there today, you would see black bars all around the video and you would see a tiny video in the center of your screen. That's not the experience that I want to deliver. I know this is going to be on YouTube or whatever, but I know most people have their YouTube on their TVs right now. I mean, I saw some people that used to watch Kiss My Wax that way. But I wanted to try and fill most of the screen. So it will be, it will be, um, uh, it will be anamorphic, but there will be black bars on the sides, and you will see the 4-3 at full resolution in the center of the screen. So properly, in other words. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to zoom in yourself and, and do that on your own TV, yeah, have at it. But um, I, I just know for me as an editor, I, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to give a low-quality product. Which I did direct wave rips of Kiss Alive too. So that's, that's another thing too. So Kiss Alive 2 is going to sound just as good as it does on a CD and not sound like it came off of iTunes. So you're, uh, you're not going to use the K40 version? Which has never been on CD. Um, oh, the vinyl. Yeah, which is uh, also you know, the also the HD tracks version was, I believe. We, They're all deri- derivative of the same remaster that was, I guess, mastered for iTunes, but in its full, I think, one ninety two. Uh, well, I I did the the source that I used was the uh, two thousand six uh, live box set. That's where I took a live two from. Yeah. So the one disc. That's good. Two. That's a great version. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, that always sounded better than my 97 remaster and certainly sounded better than my 87 uh, CD. So that's, that's the version of Kiss Alive 2 that I use. And I also like that I don't have to edit around a lot of um, fading in and out, especially with, uh, with, with some of the songs. Sure. I almost re- Shows yeah. how often I listen to it. Is that single disc on the 2006 box set? Mm-hmm. It is. Kiss Great. Alive and Kiss Alive 2. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Single discs. Nice. Deal figure. All right. Yeah, it's, it's nice. <laughs> It's nice. So, so uh, again, uh, go and watch the first clip. The first clip is ladies' room, and you'll kind of get to see uh, a little bit as to as to what this project is going to entail. But it's so much more than an in-concert video. It is an experience like you've never experienced before. You're going to hear Kiss Alive too. You're going to see these awesome visuals. You're going to hear Kiss telling the story. But you're also going to hear my personal Kiss stories woven in and seeing how the band had such an impact uh, on me. It's, it, it's a love letter to, to Kiss and how long I've been a Kiss fan. So, again, just because I'm a self-promotion whore. Facebook.com slash greatest show on earth fan film. Like the page, share it with your friends. And I, hope, I really, really hope everybody enjoys it because I'm, I'm working my ass off on this. Very cool. Sounds yeah. great. Looking yeah. forward to seeing it. So if uh, you're watching, if you're listening, tough, you're <laughs> going to only hear it, uh, which is probably pointless. Head over. To, you're just going to hear Kiss Alive, too. Yeah, just head over to uh, you know YouTube and take a look at the work that Andrew's done, because we're going to queue that up right at the end of the show. All right, so let's uh, talk about some other stuff, Andrew. Oh, <laughs> okay, so well, um, the other thing I kind of wanted to just touch on right here is uh, Julian mentioned that I've edited other concerts. Um, I did edit the Fort Wayne, Indiana 1990 concert. I'm sorry, it doesn't widely circulate, but... If you went to the Indie Expo and stopped by my table, it was playing all day. Oh, yeah, you're... yeah, because, you know, I didn't make it to Indie, you know. Oh. Uh, oh. No, you didn't. Wa- you were my, the, the water pump nowhere. broke in my car. Correct, I was stuck in the middle of nowhere. 
Um, uh, but anyway, so I have edited shows before, so I kind of want to throw this out to, to anybody listening, anybody watching. Um, if you have, if you shot Kiss between, you know, the home video craze, either 1989 or 1990 to 1999, uh, 2000, um, send me an email, Scambati at gmail.com. And uh, I would love to, to get a copy of your video and I would love to create a multicam edit if I'm able to get one or more angles of a show. I know some of you guys out there shot the New York City 1995 Kiss Convention. So if you guys shot the show or if you have a quote-unquote master copy of the show, please, please, please send me an email. Um, I would love to edit the show. And if I gain materials that way organically from editors or organic people that shot it, I will release them all on, on YouTube. Um, obviously, if private collectors come to me and, and want me to edit some of their own footage and not want to release that, I will remain true to them. But if there are no restrictions and you guys provide me with footage, I will be more than happy to edit it and share it absolutely for free. Yeah, the Fort Wayne video got a very good response from uh, people and Indy, especially those who, who appreciated that it was close to Indy. Well, it's in the same yeah. state. I don't know how mm. close it really is. But, yeah. you know, it was at least regional for uh, a lot of the people who were attending it and a lot of people who were actually at that show. So, you know, it, it was very cool. And you know what? It, it's a fantastic-looking show. You know, oh. sorry, you know, that people can enjoy it. That's just the way things are. But it doesn't uh, yeah. degrade the, the great job that you did with the sources, oh, thank you. the source material thank you. that we were able to get together for that. So Yeah, yeah. And, and go watch the trailer. I did release a trailer for it. So you can kind of see a little bit uh, of the show. Um, I did release a cool trailer. Just I, I, I like trailers. I like getting you hyped up for it. And, uh, and who knows? Maybe if you have a show that's unreleased, I can trade you a show that's unreleased. I mean, who knows? Just send me an email or drop me a PM on Facebook. Um, I would love to see what videos you guys have. And again, anything I get from you guys, as long as there's no ramifications of sharing, I will share everything that I edit and put on YouTube. And if you happen to be sitting on that Pro Shot Asylum show or the Creatures one, you know, um, we don't need those for editing, but we're happy to take them off your hands. <laughs> and, and, and we'll pay you and we'll pay you for them, too. So um, just don't threaten to burn them. Just don't, yeah, don't threaten to burn them. Wear deodorant. Um, you know, don't uh, don't kill your dog. Don't kill your wife. Don't do, oh, we're, oh here we go. Oh, watch <laughs> it. Easy. Easy. Easy, Catman. They are serious. <laughs> Settle down. So, you know, let's, let's finish up with, uh, you know, just a, a quick, what are you looking forward to for the rest of this year, you know, in Kiss World? I mean, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this movie. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking forward. I'm hoping that this movie gets a reaction out of people the same way it got a reaction out of me putting it together and, 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 and putting it out there. So I'm hoping you guys love it as much as I loved making it. Very cool. Well, That's what I'm looking forward to. Let's leave it there. And uh, we'll call that an episode for this week because you had a lot of hours of Kiss of a Key podcast last week. So <laughs> we thank you for watching. Check out this video clip. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it and be excited about this project that Andrew's told you all about. Um, so for now, from Andrew, from Lonnie, and myself, thanks for watching. Check it out, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.
Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again. Thank you.